good and we love you and we thank you for this season of thanksgiving this season father where we are thankful for life we are thankful because we are healthy we are thankful for healing we are thankful for blessing we thank you father that we have good jobs that we have uh money to pay our bills and lord we just love you because you're a good god and Satan, I break your power in this place right now. I bind the spirit of animosity, anger, every spirit that is not supposed to be here. We cast it out of here right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that the word will go forth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word will go forth in Jesus' name. And devil, you are a liar. And we give you all the honor and glory, God, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to talk about daily warfare of endurance. The daily warfare of endurance. Amen. You have to endure daily. It's not just when something comes, you know, knocking on your door like some type of trouble or a boss tries to write you up or, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, sickness hits your body. It's not that kind of endurance. But this is endurance that you have to endure every single day because the Bible tells us that don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow I have troubles of its own. So Matthew 6, 34, I think, or 32 has already told us there's going to be trouble in the life of a believer. But it also tells us that we have victory. But if you don't uh, exercise your spiritual muscle, amen, then you're going to get knocked upside the head. You're going to get played by the devil. And what's not real will sound real, amen. And then what the devil's trying to do, he's not trying to feed you something that's going to help you. He's trying to take away because he hates God and he hates God's people. So what we need to do is get back into spiritual training. Now, most of us in here, all of us, we are in spiritual training. But, you, you know, you get out what you put in. You have to put it into practice. Not just physically, but mentally. Amen. Because when you fight... Uh, a daily warfare, it's a, a, a mental strategy as well as a, a, a natural and a physical. It's, it's in every way, physically, mentally, you have to be ready. And so the word of God is the only thing that you need, but you have to a, a, administrate it properly. I know I didn't use the right word, but whatever, you have to, you know, uh, use it properly. So um, we need to live a life of spiritual training to endure. Just to endure, you have to stretch your spiritual muscles, train yourself according to the word of God. Because the Bible says to take no thought for tomorrow. Because tomorrow has trouble of its own. So in other words, we have to endure trouble the spiritual way. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a spiritual training. 
stretching your spiritual muscles. In other words, you don't fight this in the natural. You don't fight this carnally, but you fight it mentally. I'm sorry, you don't fight it mentally, but you fight it spiritually. Amen. Whenever the devil comes knocking on your door. This is not a, a, a defense, a defensive mechanism, but this is an offensive thing where you live offensively. You live every day ready to come against principalities and powers. It's nothing that you have to get revved up for. But you allow the word of God to uh, come into your heart and you receive it with gladness, and you don't not want the word, or not you don't reject the word or reject the things of God, but you welcome them and say, because you don't ever know when you're going to need it, because I'm telling you, the devil will come knocking. If you're a Christian, he will come knocking, and it's up to us to be ready. And so what makes us ready is having spiritual muscle. That's what I'm on. How do you get spiritual muscle? By spiritual training. Training your spirit man, training your mental thinking where you upgrade how you think. Amen. You upgrade your thought process. You get that word and you get it in you. If it's something that you need to do that's important and you're looking around and you don't have any support, you know how it is. I've been there where you say, I need to do this, I need to do this, and there's nobody here to help me. Well, you always have God. Amen. And he can increase you to the point where you can do fine, just you and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can get things done one thing at a time. See, when you have something big in front of you that needs to get done, you take it one day at a time, one step at a time, one thing at a time. Don't look at it as one big trouble. Amen. But you look at, okay, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. You let the Lord lead you. And I'm telling you, if you continue to endure and don't give up and don't quit, let the Lord lead and guide you. You will get all these things taken care of. Amen. So this is how we need to program our life, living the life of spiritual training. Amen. Because tomorrow has troubles of its own. And so we need to endure Endure trouble and don't cave in. Your spiritual muscle, if you uh, increase your spiritual muscle, you can't cave in. You won't cave in. The devil will go mess with somebody else that's weak, whose muscles are weak, and who's ne- who, have, who, who don't use their spiritual muscle. Amen. But, you know, depend on others' prayer. To get, you know, we're moving into a place where you got you got to see God and you've got, you know, you got to face him yourself. I mean, it's good, you know, there's a season where God will come through for you on behalf of other people's faith. But we're getting into the season where it's, it's really is getting better. But it seems like it's getting harder. But it's just because God is holding us responsible for our own world. Amen. So in other words, don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help us deal with whatever hard things that may come our way when the time comes. So in other words, when the time comes, we take care of things. We don't look down the road and say, oh, well, this might happen tomorrow or I have to take care of that. Take care of things one day at a time, one thing at a time with God, and he will work it out. Amen. If you have, uh, if you're in debt, 
and I'll just use myself credit card debt. And you want to just take pay one credit card at a time. I ain't trying to pay all of them off because I don't have the money. But I'm trying to pay one off at a time on that due date. And then when you, the, the one with the lowest balance, I'm trying to take that one out when I have extra money. Process of elimination and you will get there. If you use the strategy, amen, you use the natural strategies and God will help you do the rest. Amen. And so we need to learn how to deal with things one step at a time, one day at a time, and not look at the big thing that's coming against us and, and cave in, you know, or, or the big thing that you didn't get yet and say, well, when is this ever, I'm never going to get this. So what, whatever it is, whatever, because the devil's always busy trying to threaten us with something. So what we need to do is take one step at a time, one day at a time, but learn how to stretch your spiritual muscle so that you will be ready and you don't you get to the place where you don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow takes care of its own self. Amen. And so I hope I'm making sense. Amen. So we need to learn to endure troubles and learn to endure everyday challenges. Because when you're a Christian, you're going to have everyday challenges. Amen? Because the Bible says, let's turn to Matthew 6, 34. Matthew 6, 34. And so I like to walk, walk with the word and show it to you so you'll understand. It says in verse 34, it says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. It didn't say that tomorrow would, wouldn't be any problems. That's why I believe God gave me this message. He let you know it's going to have some problems. Amen. And so it says, for tomorrow we'll worry about its own things. But he's also saying, tomorrow has problems, but I will take care of these problems. Me and you together will take care of these problems if you're dependent on him. Amen. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So in other words, take it one day at a time, just like you do our daily bread. Or in other words, all of your needs, you let your requests be known unto God and do the same thing in this situation and trust God to take care of things. Because I'm telling you, he won't let, he won't allow you to be hit from the blind side. That's what I like about spiritual muscle, stretching spiritual muscle, because he will always give you a warning as of what's to come. And then give you a strategy on how to, how to solve that particular problem. So this is true life of an overcomer, is to endure hardships and not let every day shock you because of the fiery trials. Amen. Fiery trials are normal. For a Christian. And so if you have uh, things that's going on in your life, don't think that you're a failure or don't think that you did something to cause it. Just know that these things are in life. They come and go, but, but God has left you, uh, the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide you out of every trial that you come into. Amen. So, you know, it's just like, we, okay, so we need spiritual training. And this is what I'm, I'm believing that God is going to show us today. So we need spiritual training to be overcomers, just like a natural trainer. So think about a natural trainer and how that trainer, some of you might have trainers or have had trainers in life. 
and think about how they know every muscle in your body and they always tell you which one by the exercise that they give you, which muscle you're working because they know that skeletal whatever. And so they'll tell you what like the gluteus or the what gluteus maximus whatever okay so they'll tell you and lead you into exercises if you want to get your rear end tightened or your thighs you want to make you know whatever it is they'll have you work that particular muscle so just like you have a natural spirit uh, trainer in a natural there's the holy spirit is your spiritual trainer and what he will do is he'll teach you how to flex the right muscle for the right situation. Amen? But you have to be in sync with the Holy Ghost. And so certain situations don't need to be, they don't need to be dire situations. Number one, he'll tell you don't panic. Just chill out and don't worry. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. So see, this is, amen, this is how you flex your spiritual muscles. By being anxious for nothing, because the Holy Spirit has given us instructions on how to flex our spiritual and tone up our spiritual muscle. Be anxious for nothing. We just read in Matthew 6:34. Be, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Take one day at a time. See, this is how you flex your spiritual muscles by following instructions of the Holy Spirit. But we need spiritual training to be an overcomer. Just like the natural trainer. Amen. We need spiritual muscle. So the word of God is building up our spiritual muscle. Reading uh, the word of God is you're reading and getting your instructions straight. So you'll have endurance in the midst of trials. Amen. And not cast away your confidence. That's how you build a spiritual muscle. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Amen. You stay with God. Stay with the plan. Stay with the program. Don't let the devil destroy your purpose. Amen. Think about the purpose and why you're here and what you've been doing for so many years. And don't let the devil destroy that. Stay consistent with the word of God. Amen. So you need to, you need spiritual muscle to endure and survive this dark world. We're living in a season and in a, in a time where the world is very dark and very evil. We're living in evil times. So this is why I believe that flexing our spiritual and developing spiritual muscle is so important right now. So that you won't be fooled. Amen. That word, we need to endure. And so to endure, that word means consistency. And this will give you a clue as to what we need to do. Endurance means consistency. It means to persevere. That word endurance or to endure means continuance. Bearing up. It means steadfastness, and that's why I, I told you when I first came out here and did the offering, don't quit and don't give up. Amen. Because this is a time of endurance. This is a time to flex. This is a time to flex your spiritual muscle. Everything that you know, go back through your notes. It's just like Miss Donna uh, texts me from time to time, or she'll call me and she's saying, Pastor Shirley, I just went through my notes that I took. 
the other day on the teaching. So see, what she's doing is is increasing her spiritual muscle, amen, so that she will be strong in the Lord and in the power of, of God's might. And so this is how the Word of God causes your muscle to get stronger and stronger and stronger, where it, at some point, and see, when things happen, you'll know exactly the right right prayer, the right thing to do, the right situation. Sometimes you, you get instructions on what to do. And sometimes in the natural, you may do this. But God says, uh-uh, don't do that. Do this. And so when you stretch your, your uh, spiritual muscle, you can hear instructions. You know, you can do every, You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That word endurance means to bear up, steadfastness, holding out. So all I'm, I'm saying, and that's what I was saying, hold out. It's not a gimmick. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I, I ain't trying to gimmick you. Amen. Because I can't tell you what to do. All I can tell you is what the word says. And the, the word says it's to endure hardships like a good soldier. And I'm trying to tell you how to do it. And what you do is you endure. You, you, you know, you bear up. You remain. This is another, you can look up endurance yourself. It also means to remain. It means the, the ability to hold up or bear up under difficult circumstances with, uh, with hopeful fortitude. So in other words, when you hold up and when you remain, when you stay, stay steadfast, you do it with a hopeful attitude. You don't just do it because you just want to get through something. You do it with the hope that things will change and that God is honoring what you're doing. Because this is not a game. This is real. Amen. Amen. And so all I'm trying to do is get you to see what God is saying in this hour. And so if you look at the word, at the meaning of endurance, it means to hold out, to remain. It means to have the ability to hold up or bear up under difficult circumstances with a hopeful fortitude. It means consistency, perseverance, continuance, bearing up, and steadfastness. To hold out. And that's where we are in this season. Getting your spiritual muscle uh, strengthened to endure hardships like a good soldier. We must have endurance in the midst of trials. And not cast away your confidence in the promises of God. See, because I'm telling you, it's something about that devil that will make you feel like See, he knows. He's in the spirit realm, so he knows timing. And he will do something or, or put a thought there. And I'm telling you what I experienced, too. Y'all ain't the only one. And he will say the right thing or do the right thing to make you give up or, or whatever. But he knows what he's doing. So I'm like this. I may feel one way. I'm going to do what the Bible, I'm going to do what the Word says. I'm not going out with Satan. That's all I'm saying. This is a season to endure. All I'm telling you is what God has told me. This is what he told me on my personal situation. And he's, this is what he's telling you on your, your personal situation. This is a time to endure hardship 
like a good soldier. And this is why. Because he's saying, I'm not asking you to do anything that you ain't been doing. It's just that the season is different, timing is different, and it seems harder. You know why it seems harder? Because the devil's a liar. Amen. And so it's like we need to flex our spiritual muscles and, and keep the devil on the run. Keep him on the run. Let's go to Hebrews 10.36. Like a natural trainer, we need spiritual muscle to endure and survive the shenanigans of the world. Amen. Because the devil just doesn't stop. And, and this is the thing. He tells the same lies over and over again until he finally gets us. And so I, what I did is I made up my mind that I was just going to keep plowing, keep plucking, keep doing, doing good. Don't be weary in well-doing. And these words, and see, that's what makes your spiritual muscle get stronger and stronger to the point where it won't be a struggle. It just be a normal reflex of living amen because the bible's already said in matthew six thirty three, tomorrow has troubles you we, christians live a life of problems from time to time and so don't run from them don't worry about them because god has made you spiritually and physically fit to take on anything that the devil can throw your way amen hebrews 10 verse 36 it says, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen. After you have done the will of God. In other words, look, God is saying, I have not forgotten about you, but have faith in me. Have faith in God. For afterwards... After you've done the will of God, you will, and, and this is part of it, is flexing your spiritual muscle. Getting your muscles, your spiritual muscles toned up. In other words, get refreshed in the word. Amen. The word is a strong tower. You run in and be safe. You are safe with the word. The word is a, 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 like a covering and a shield. And so God, all God is telling us to just get in the word, stay in the word. Because you at the finish line. Stay in the word. That's all. All I'm trying to tell you. Amen. So if you need to put more time into the, your spiritual uh, walk, do that. Whatever it takes. So we must have endurance in the midst of trials and not cast away your confidence in the promises of God. Hallelujah. Did we read 36? Okay. 36. So it says, uh, we must learn to, we must learn how to resist weariness and defeat. Now this is why I believe God has given us this message. Because we have to learn how to cope with and deal with weariness and defeat. Do you all agree that weariness and amen, amen, weariness and defeat. And keep a, a hopeful fortitude. Keep your mind strong and keep your, it's like this, keep what you are looking for, what you are hoping for. Keep what's in front of you. Keep hopeful and not give up. Stay hopeful. Even though it doesn't look good and it doesn't feel good. In fact, it probably feels really bad right now. 
but still don't throw away your kind. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's what I'm saying. Keep a hopeful attitude. Keep a, a, a good outlook on life, not because you feel it, see it, or think it, but because you know that God is with you. Amen. You know what God is doing in this hour. You know what time it is like the children of Issachar. You knew times and seasons and you know what time it is, even though you don't feel it. But you know what's coming and you know your breakthrough is nigh you. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't cast away your confidence. But Learn how to resist weariness and defeat and keep hopeful. How do you do it? By flexing your spiritual muscle, by building strength on your spiritual muscle through endurance. Amen. It's it's a spiritual training versus natural training. Amen. You know, we, we want to do natural training and build our bodies and get in shape. And we need to. But we need to put as much emphasis on spiritual training, spiritual build-up. Amen? So we need to build. When you spiritually build your body up or build up your, your, uh, your whole self, like your spiritual mind, your mind and your body, your, uh, what's that other thing? Your soul. When you want to pull your soul out of defeat, you have to build your mental and spiritual muscle. Amen. You have to do it. A trainer must lift. Now, th- listen to this because this is something that I, I was thinking about, and I think the Lord, um, he, I think he, he explained this to me. So see if you get the same understanding. So a trainer must lift heavy weights with minimal or less repetitions to produce greater strength. So you ever seen these big old guys that lift that big bar and it's got like 300 pounds on it? And you ever seen them when they lift it up and they hold it up for a couple seconds and drop it? I always thought that was stupid. I understand now why they do it. They do it because the less repetitions or the, the shorter time that they hold that up is building strength. Because if you take that 300 pounds, lift it up for three minutes, you're breaking yourself down. So this is why they kind of like hold it up and let it drop. Because it's like they, they've talked to their bodies and they've said, you can lift 300 pounds. But you don't have to sit up there and hold it for three or four minutes to prove that you, you endure it because you came through. But they, you let it down, so the less repetitions, the greater the strength, because you're not breaking your and pulling your strength down. Now, when they have, uh, like maybe the, the bells, 30 pounds on the thing, or 30 pounds on that long one, and they lift it up. When it's not so much weight, you ever notice how they lift it up for a long time? And then sometimes they'll go like this, and they've got 30 pounds on each hand. And they'll, go, and they'll do maybe 10 or 12 repetitions. Now, they're, they're building up something else, a different muscle. See, every muscle is different. And so when you, when you do, let's see, the lighter, the, lighter, uh, uh, the lighter the weight, but the more repetitions produce greater endurance. So they're doing two things. See, I never paid any attention to this. 
they're building strength and they're building endurance. So this is what this is what I think I saw when God was showing me this. When I when I was looking at the lighter, the weight on that bar, and they do the more repetitions because it's lighter weight, they're building they're not doing the same thing. They're building endurance. The more weight and the less fewer repetitions, they're building strength. So it's strength and endurance that cause those trainers or those guys, that's what caused them to be winners and overcomers. Amen. And so you have to know what, just like spiritual muscle, you have to do uh, uh, more repetitions and, and you have to get your mind. Put the word in your mouth. In other words, Proverbs 4.20. Do not do not let the word depart from your eye. That's our spiritual, you know, stamina. That's your muscle. That's the weight. Now, this is what God, I believe God showed me. When it, when it was the lighter weight builds the endurance, he says those are the light afflictions. The light afflictions. Yeah, does that make sense? Because that's the lighter weight that you can do this, build, and do more repetitions. He said, those are the light afflictions that hit you every day. He says, and if you continue to flex that spiritual muscle, you, with those light afflictions won't bother you. I hope I, does that make sense to y'all? The light afflictions that you run into every day in everyday life is the light weight but more repetitions. Another more repetitions mean that you give it more time. You give it more time to stand up against the light, the light afflictions. Did I mess that up? I'm telling you, that's just how I, I understood it. But the, the heavy weight is building strength. So it's like when you come through a storm or you come through something that don't hit you every day, like an illness or um i don't know you know whatever whatever you go through like a fire or uh whatever it is that you a car accident and this, this is something that doesn't happen every single day so you're building that 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 uh you've got that heavy weight that's a heavy weight and all you want to do is get through it and so god gets you through it so you, you pray that one prayer with the right person that's going to knock that thing down, and you get through. Just like when your daughter went through that flipping, and she came out as pure gold. So you need that one right prayer, that heavy weight that you lift up and let go. Because you need strength to get through something like that. Amen. Trying to explain it as best I can. Amen. But this all is the, the trainer. The trainer and how he trains is so spiritual. If you just look at the whole thing. I'm probably not explaining it as best I can. But I'm just explaining it as how God showed it to me. The light afflictions is those light weights that you need to keep flexing because it builds up your endurance so that you can endure hardships like a soldier. But those heavy weights that you lift up and let go that builds your strength is strength when something comes, when the storm comes and you survive it. 
because you've got strength. And so it's just building spiritual muscle. It still goes back to Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my word. Amen. Do not let it depart from thine eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart for it's life. It's your life. Amen. It's your life. Hallelujah. The word of God has life. Amen. So the lighter the weight with more repetitions produces great endurance. Because why? Because the problems that are harder to overcome seems to be the smaller everyday ones. The smaller the light afflictions, the smaller everyday problems. Those they those hang around the longest. Like nagging backache. You know, you don't just get rid of a cold, a cold that lasts a week. You know, these light afflictions, these things that are not life-threatening, but we allow to hang around. Does that make sense? (laughs) And so we have to get spiritually toned up so that we can get rid of these things and they don't hang on us day after day. Amen? Day after day. Those light afflictions that hit us from day to day. But they are but for a moment. Amen. We have to know how to deal with those things. Amen. But for a moment. And I know they're not always a moment, but we feel like the Bible says they're but for a moment because God has no um, time doesn't fear him. Time is not God's enemy and it's not ours either. But we have to learn that it is not our enemy. Amen. And so this is why Matthew 6.30 says, do not worry about tomorrow. Because there's a way to fix tomorrow. There's a way to deal with tomorrow. It has problems of its own. So have faith and trust God and learn to endure and stand. How do you do it? By strengthening spiritual muscle. Amen. So that when something comes, you know the right scripture. You know the right uh, uh, thing to bind and to loose. You know exactly what's going on. You're not fooled. And you let the devil know. You bind and you cast him down. You know, you do whatever you need to do because you're toned and fit to take on the devil's onslaught. And you don't suffer for it. You go through. You come through as pure gold. Amen. So now let's go to 1 Peter 4. I probably lost most of you, but it's okay. I got it. And I'm going to work it. (laughs) 1 Peter 4. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. And it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. In other words, we're being tried daily. As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Well, who can be happy when you're going through? But you know what? You can when your, your, your spiritual muscle is toned up. Because you resist the devil, he will flee. Amen. Hallelujah. You resist him because you're, you're toned up. 
and you're ready for whatever kind of stupid move he's going to make. And that's why we don't believe the lies of the devil, because you're toned up. Amen. And you know when it's coming your way, you refuse it. You know, you refuse it. You don't have to receive lies. You don't have to receive all that because you are who you are. And God has made you, uh, uh, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? We're overcomers. He has made you fit, tone, smart, strong. We are overcomers. We are blessed people. Amen. Let's see, where am I at? Verse 13, it says, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. I, I read that, I think. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So we're just waiting for God's glory to be revealed. Amen. Let's jump over to verse 19. It says, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as a faithful creator. So we need to, it says, let those who suffer according to the will of God, that's us, commit our souls to him in doing good. It's, in other words, stay physically fit, um, spiritually fit, so that you can continue to do good. And that's why I was saying that we don't need to listen to the devil. Because we is, the time is to be spiritually fit. It's, we don't have time to go backwards. We're at the, at the finish line. We need enough strength to go over through that tape. We don't have time for this stuff that the devil will try to take you backwards. We don't have time for that. And I'm not going back through that stuff. I'm going to keep going forward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Being physically fit. Knowing what the devil is trying to do. And me committing my soul and my strength to doing good. Amen. Like my faithful creator. Fiery trials cause us to live um, a sustained life of strength and endurance because trials are normal. See, if we would stop thinking, that's why the Bible says thinking not strange. Because <laughs> fiery trials are normal. You know why they don't bug us? Because we have spiritual stamina. And so we, in other words, we have victory over everything that the devil is doing. But this is what I'm trying to say. Don't let it bring discouragement, discomfort, anger, animosity. When you're spiritually fit, you don't, you don't allow that to come over. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? You, you know what you're doing. You know where you're going. And you know what the devil's doing. And you don't allow it. Hallelujah. You keep marching toward, toward the goal. Toward the prize or whatever. Y'all know the scripture. Just don't let life shock you. What the devil's doing, don't let life shock you. Just keep it moving. Amen. Keep it going. Continue to be strong and endure. And be true to your faith. We are, um, we are to stay full of zeal. And not let down our guard. See, when you get disgusted and discouraged and angry, you let down your guard. This is for us. <laughs> and, and when you let down your guard and you have quit fighting, that means that you've laid down your spiritual muscle. You've let it turn into fat, so to speak. You know what I'm saying. 
And so you don't let life shock you. Honey, this world is full of all kind of people. And they may say all kind of crazy stuff. And so you keep moving toward God. And don't let this stuff break you. Don't let it uh, manifest in your life. You keep fighting a good fight of faith. Amen. God has not forgotten his faithful ones. So keep the faith and don't cast it away. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Hallelujah. Let's go to, let's see, we're in 11. Where are we at? Did we go to Hebrew? We okay, let's go down to 32 in Hebrews. Hebrews 10.32. Let's go up to 10.32 because we were in 35 and 36. Okay, 32 says, but recall the former days in which you, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Uh, Partly while you were made, uh, now this is talking about being born again. If I'm not mistaken. Partly while you were made a a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations. And partly while you were becoming companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains. And joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods. Knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession of yourselves in heaven therefore verse 35 do not cast away your confidence which has great reward in other words don't quit don't look around don't just do what you've been doing only do it stronger better faster and don't let the devils don't adapt to the devil's lies amen that's all it's it's that's all I'm trying to preach about. Amen. Be leery of the tricks of the enemy. Don't fall for the wiles of the devil. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to verse, uh, then the 36, of course, says you have needed in, of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Verse 37, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Amen. But if anybody draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And this is what I'm trying, I came here and trying to preach today about not drawing back. So it's not my opinion. I have not taken some type of crazy oath. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you what the word is saying. Don't draw back. That's going into discouragement. Anger, depression. God is saying, don't do that. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anybody draws back, or in other words, if anybody uh, stops believing, if anybody draws back and pulls back their, uh, their performance, you stop in some kind of way. You do what you want to do. I'm preaching the word. Then it says, my soul has no pleasure in him. Amen. 
In other words, now this is what I have written in my Bible because somebody else or either I preached it a long time ago. I don't know when it got in here. But it says I have written down here, God is not happy in you. And in verse 39 says, but we are not of those who draw back. Now the God is telling you who you are because you're more than a conqueror. And conquerors do not draw back to perdition. But of those who believe to the saving of your soul. Amen. And I have written down. That word perdition means utter lost. I'm going to read it again. It says, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition. But of those who believe to the saving of your soul. Amen. Praise God. I think that's as far as I'm going to go. Yeah. 39. So in other words, uh, do the well do the will of God. Because his will is tied up in this. Do the will of God and he is not he will not forget you. He has not forgotten you. Hang in there and pre- persevere and receive the promise. You see how it to me it's an on time teaching because this is a time where everything is laying on the line. You can see or every but we all I think in here can see the promise. And then here's this thing, and the devil is saying, draw back. See how the devil is? I'm not drawing back. I don't care. I'm not drawing back. I'm, I'm going forth in power. I'm going forth in, in my blessing. I'm not drawing back. I ain't thinking about nobody but my victory. Amen. Nobody but my victory. I'm just saying. Hallelujah. There's victory, and then there's, even if you don't quit on purpose, there's a, a, a drawing back. I, I can't change it. I can't make any of this, but the Bible says drawing back, and I'm not drawing back. God uses our troubles to produce perseverance and patience, endurance, produces a quality person in Christ. So all he's doing is trying to put quality on the inside of us. Amen. But we don't have to get fooled by what the devil's doing. Adversity is an opportunity to grow stronger. It's a training tool to a to an athlete and to a, a Christian. Endurance also causes strength. So if you continue to endure, you're getting strong. You're not, you're not wimping out. Amen. And you're not getting clever. But you are, you are um, patiently enduring the process for a quality life in Christ. Amen. And adversity is a training tool to, to a, a, an athlete and a believer is a training tool. In other words, we're being trained by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it don't feel like it. Sometimes it don't look like it. But God will allow some things to happen to get your attention, to teach you endurance. That's all this is really about. See, if you take out all the personal stuff and you look at this whole thing as a whole, you'll see what's going on. It's a... It's a, 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 a in, it's a teaching. It's a flexing your spiritual muscle. It's, it's building up your spiritual muscle to endure whatever comes your way. Hallelujah.
chapter 11 of Hebrews. That's where we're going to go next. Are we in 11? We're in 10. So let's go to 11, and it talks about those in the, in the Hebrew Hall of Fame. It's really the Hall of Faith, but I call it the Hall of Fame because we're still talking about these people. We're still talking about Abraham and Noah because these people uh, built their spiritual muscle so that they would endure hardship. And could you imagine building a, 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 a building something and people didn't know what it was? You really didn't know what it was. You're just obeying God, looking stupid to people and everybody in the town thinks you're crazy, is laughing at you, picking at your family, but you do it anyway. I'm in that place right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm building something for my family. And so I'm in that place right now, and you should be too. You're not going to let naysayers, you're not going to let whatever people are doing, whatever people are saying, you're not letting that stop you. But you're, you're building spiritual muscle. You're going to flex your spiritual muscle and not quit. You're going to keep building. Amen. So let's go to chapter 11. And let's go to verse 4. Chapter 11, verse 4. It says, By faith we understand that, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So in other words, those things that are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, they were created by somebody's vision from God or somebody's mouth. When they said, let it be, well, God said, let it be, and there was. But by the same token, when you want something from God, you have to frame that world with your words. Amen. You have to allow, you have to speak it. You got to say it. Amen. You got to say it. And then it is so. So whatever you see, in other words, this scripture is saying this, whatever you see in the natural was spoken by somebody, by something. Someone had a vision. And so you need to be walking around your house like I started doing, saying, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have this, and I'm going to not let misunderstandings or anything stand in my way. Because I know it's the devil. And I'm not bowing to that stinking devil. Because I've been doing what I'm doing for so long that I am not going to quit. I won't faint. I'm going to flex my spiritual muscle and stay in control where I will receive my blessing in Jesus' name. And I will, hallelujah. And I'm not backing up. I'm not stopping. I'm going forward in Christ Jesus no matter who don't like it. No matter who don't like me. I don't care because I'm not here for likes. I'm here for God. I do everything I do is unto the Lord. And I'm going to receive my blessing. Amen. Because, honey, the devil is cunning and slick. He'll use anybody to come up against you. And so you have to not let that happen. You stay with God. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can't stay with God if you ain't in his will. If you're not in his will, you ain't with him. See, that's the trick of the enemy. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not at the meetings, but I'm still in my word. How religious can you get? That's a religious spirit. Don't know anything about assignment. And then sooner or later it shows. Don't let nobody strip you. Amen. Don't let nobody strip you of what's due yours. 
nobody. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 4 of Hebrews. So the world was framed with somebody had to say it. Amen. Verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through, through which he obtained witness he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. Amen. Um, so in other words, worship God by faith. See, Abel gave the more excellent sacrifice by faith. He wasn't trying to beat his brother and give him the best gift like some of us would do. But he just by faith said, I'm going to kill the fat. I'm giving him the best of the animals because this is God. And so he gave a more excellent um, sacrifice than his brother Cain. And then murder jumped up in Cain's heart. Amen. The devil. Verse 5 says, by faith Enoch was taken away. So that he did not see death. In other words, he went to heaven without dying. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So see, with, with Enoch, the only thing that was important to him is pleasing God. He didn't care about what people said. He didn't care that people thought, well, God just killed him. He didn't kill it. It says he went to heaven without dying. When you translate it, you don't die. You just go. Amen. And so this is what this is what he did. By faith. That's why I call these he, the Hebrew heroes. Amen. Or they're whatever. Whatever we call them. Let's see. Where are we at? Verse 6. It says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. And this is part of what Enoch, because he pleased God, because he had faith. And it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, there's a lot of reasons why we don't see the promise. Because it says here, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Or he who comes to God must believe. Amen. Verse 7 says, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. That's what I'm trying to talk about today. Do it for your household. You obey God for your household, not to please somebody else or to think somebody's trying to sell you a bill of goods. You serve God and you please him for the saving of your household. And see, this is what Noah did. He went in there and obeyed God, looked stupid for year, for 20 years. But he saved his, God saved his children who weren't serving the Lord. Amen. He saved his household. This is how you get um, uh, healing undeserved. Amen. And everything else. Got to make a choice. 
Amen. For the saving of the household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the of the righteousness which is accounted to faith. In other words, his faith by him obeying God, ignoring all these people who tried to put him down or whatever they did, because they put him down and did a whole lot of stuff. It says he he condemned his faith condemned the world. They were full of condemnation. That's why they were making all of this trouble for him. But you know what? He kept plowing. He kept going. He built spiritual muscle. And this is all I'm trying to tell you today is to do the same thing. And that's why I'm reading this. I'm not trying to manipulate you into doing nothing. I'm trying to show you what the word of the Lord is saying in this hour. Don't look to the left or the right. Look straight at God. Proverbs 4.20. Keep the word in front of your eyes because it's life. God is trying to speak life. Because God is smart. He, he created everything and he knows where each one of us is. He knows. And so he's trying to get us to the finish line. It's right in front of us. I know it's right in front of me. And I know it's right in front of you. But I'm not trying to manipulate you to go through the finish line. I'm trying to get you to see what time it is. And do it for you. Amen. Don't be manipulated by the devil. Just don't be manipulated. Because I'm telling you, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm going to see my and get my just reward. Amen. And you can't draw back and get it. You can't draw back and be blessed. You can't draw back to perdition. You can't pull yourself out of a race that God put you in. So you have to keep going forward. And that's all I'm trying to get you to see. Amen. Verse 8. Let's see. Am I going to verse 8? Yeah. Okay. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out, called to go out to the place where he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Amen. Go out. In other words, God told him, go out from among them. Go to a land that you know not. And that's what this scripture is telling us. By faith, he dwelled in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in a tent with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with, he, with him of the same promise. Amen. In other words, they were saying, and so are we. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Same promise, same uh, family. It, it was it was for all of them. Amen. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse eleven says, "By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged faithful." Who had promised. Amen. Therefore from one man. And him as good as dead. Were born as many as the stars of the sky. In multitude innumerable. As the sand which is by the seashore. Amen. Faith to take the promise. What's the faith to take the promise of faith to receive it? To press Press. That's what it's saying. Scriptures don't lie. 
I'm just trying to tell you where we are and what you need to do. Press. Don't let people stop you from pressing. Amen. Let's see, where am I at? These, these all died in faith. Oh, no, I don't want to go there because we're not dying in faith. And it says in 12, therefore, from one man I read that as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky and multitude innumerable. So, in other words, I'm going to be father of many, and he was. Hallelujah. Noah moved by preparation, and his faith condemned the world. He moved by preparation. In other words, we should not ignore what God is telling us to do. Amen. Now, let's go down to 12, Hebrews 12, 1. Let's go over. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily ensnared us, and let us run, this, run with endurance the race that is set before us. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying run. Don't stop. Don't withdraw. Run the race with endurance. Build your spiritual muscle. And I agree that sometimes stuff you just get weary, you know, and old. But you have to uh, flex your spiritual muscle so that you'll start to get encouraged again. So that you can move forth and do what the scriptures say. It says, and this, it says here, let me read this again because it says, Therefore also since we are surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses and those are the ones we just read about those are the hebrew heroes or the hebrew people of faith or the hall of fame or the hall of faith it's those people who are still we're still living by their example all of these years later and and god is saying that they're your the witnesses in heaven and it says that we're to run, okay, let me see, and it says, lay aside every weight. And that's the worries of today. Don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow is full of worries. And it says, lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. You know, he is the priesthood. He is the head of the priesthood. And, he, and for our joy, he did what he did. Amen. So don't be weary in well-doing. And discourage your soul. Let's go over to three. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And you have, have forgotten the exhortation that speaks to you as sons. And it says, my sons, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. It says, for, and now somebody need to get that. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, 
and scourges or whips every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as a son. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? If, if he's got a brain, he's going to discipline his kids. Amen? If there's any love in him. He says in verse, okay, verse 8, it says, But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Now, you know, if you, you know who's illegitimate? If you're a servant. Still a servant. Now, don't get a servant. Being a servant is who you are mixed up with the act of serving. Because when you serve, a son serve. Look at the prodigal. He, when he was out there in the, eating the pig slop or whatever he was doing, he said, how many of my father's servants is living better than me? Amen. So when you're a servant, it doesn't mean that you serve. I mean, a servant serves. Yeah. But that's not who you are. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not who you are. Because his father's service was living good. So a servant is not really who you are. It's what you do. So don't get who you are mixed up with what you do. Are y'all here today? If you want to get it, you'll get it. Amen. But a son, a son is served. Amen. A servant is a person who gives. That's, that's what you do. But that's not who you are. A son serves also, but that's not who he is. That doesn't make you a servant because you're a son. But you do serve. That's what I'm trying to say. Did I mix you up? Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus served, but he was a son. That's what I'm trying to say. He served. Sons serve, but they're legitimate. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see. Am I in? Okay, let's finish verse 9. When it says, furthermore, we have had human fathers who correct us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and, and live? In other words, to live is to be corrected. That's what brings life. That's what this scripture is talking about. Amen. Then you are illegitimate and not a son. Hallelujah. Mm, that's deep. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and life? Verse 10 says, For they indeed for a few days uh, chastened, chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, 
Afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So we all got to continue to be trained. This is just spiritual training. Amen. It's what I said from the beginning. No manipulation included. Just telling you, breaking down the word as best I can. Amen. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Amen. In other words, brace yourself and strengthen up. Get strengthened up. Don't be feeble. Be strong. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. God is not trying to whip you down to take you out. He's trying to chasten us and whip us up to strengthen us so that we'll go forth in power. Amen. That's what I just read. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's go to Romans 5. Go backwards a little bit. Our lives are like a marathon race as we all started out talking about the the one who is taught. And we must learn to glory in tribulation by learning discipline and strength. And this discipline is what we just read about in Hebrews 12. It's it's discipline. Okay, it's like our lives are like the marathon race. So we must learn the glory in tribulation by learning discipline. So discipline is the word of God gives us discipline. Obedience. And then chastening. God asks us to do the hard things. And it makes our flesh go nuts. But he's still asking us to do it. Why? Because we're sons. We're not illegitimate. And so he's telling us to do the hard thing for the saving of your soul. Like Noah. It was, that was a hard thing. But he did it. It's not just a story. It's true. True people. And so God may be asking us in this hour to do the hard thing. And I understand it because of where we are in time. But it will reap good fruit. And I ain't talking about a long time. I'm talking about right now. Amen. Because the time is now. Romans 5 verse 3. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. And that's all God is trying to do with us. It's not personal. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us, who, who has been given us. Amen. Let's see, should I go on? No, I'm not going to. I'll go to six. It says, for when we are still without strength in due time... Christ died for the ungodly. Hmm. Repentance time. For scarcely 
For a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his, his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall, not, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if then we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more. Having been reconciled, we, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have, what is that? Let me fix my page. Now receive the reconciliation. Although, uh, therefore, just as though one man, talking about Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. I mean, he was a type of Jesus. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if, if by one man's offense... Many died, much more the grace of God and the gift made the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. In other words, one made a mistake, God brought another one in to remove it and grafted us in. Amen. I can't read anymore because my pages are tore. Amen. But I just want to say the glory in tribulation, knowing it produces perseverance and this is all God is trying to do we need to stop taking things personally and and just listen let the word absorb amen I I just want to hear the word because I want my spiritual muscles to be strengthened so that so that I, I can stop the onslaught of the enemy and speak that thing which God has promised so I can receive the blessing amen that's all I'm, I'm about. Tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope doesn't disappoint because of the love of God. And all God is doing is trying to spiritual train us and get us ready for what's to come. And it's not about get ready, get ready, get ready. It is here. All you have to do is, is obey God and reach out and get it because it's here now it's not about waiting it's about now amen it's about right now you can have you can have it whenever you want it tell you like god told me if you want it now you can have it now are y'all here today amen praise god father we do thank and praise you for your word and lord we just lift you up.